Thank you for downloading our audio tour. If you really want the complete experience of this tour, you should check out pictures, videos, and the other extras you can find in our free app. Download our free easy.travel app for iOS, Android, Windows Phone, and Google Glass now. Or visit easy.travel for more information. You are now standing in front of Amsterdam Central Station, one of the most beautiful buildings in this city. What you can see now is a station behind you and a chaos ahead of you. Trams, buses, bikes and people coming from every direction. But do not be worried. This multimedia tour will guide you through effortlessly in order to discover the most interesting yet controversial area of Amsterdam, the Red Light District. We will show you different edges of this peculiar place and you will find out that Red Light District has a lot to offer. Now we would like to tell you a little bit more about the Amsterdam city area which is called De Wallen, and where Red Light District is located. This area is famous throughout the world for its most open prostitution display. Nowhere else in the world sex services are so openly presented to potential customers. The ladies are standing in the large windows, mostly on the ground floor, which allows easier access and communication. This place is immensely popular among tourists, so try not to be overwhelmed by the amount of people. De Wallen is the oldest area in Amsterdam. Practically, this is where the city started. From the very beginning, it has been known for prostitution, mainly because of the close proximity of the harbour, and therefore sailors. Window prostitution has started in the first quarter of the 20th century, and it soon became very popular, so the amount of windows increased and the area slowly developed into what we see now. The history of De Wallen is not only about prostitution, but also it has a profound connection with religion. Up until 1578, there were a lot of Catholic monasteries and convents in De Wallen, which were later closed or moved because of the so-called Amsterdam Revolution. It took place when the Protestants took over the Catholics and the government was deposed. It led to numerous changes in religious life of the city and many churches had undergone redecoration. The intense religious life that took place in De Wallen surely left a distinctive mark, so even now you see plenty of beautiful churches here. On your left side, at the beginning of the street, you can see a very old black house. It is one of only two wooden buildings left in Amsterdam. It dates back to 1550, and as you see, the brick supports have been constructed on both sides in order to prevent the building from collapsing. This house is called Endiapchen, in the monkeys, after an old bar which is on the ground floor. Take a moment to have a look inside. It was the first bar where, instead of cash, sailors could pay with various objects they'd brought from overseas. Legend claims that sailors often paid their bills with monkeys, which were quite a common souvenir back then. This is still a nice bar, even though you cannot pay with monkeys anymore. There is a saying in Dutch, in the up helogiet, which literally translates being in the monkey, and would mean having some serious troubles. Most likely this saying originates from this very place, where penniless sailors paid their debts in monkeys. 
Amsterdam is one of the most popular spots when it comes to prostitution and sex tourism. Many girls come to Amsterdam because they believe the Netherlands to be the safest place for prostitution and also because prostitutes here are as respected as anyone else. Anyone from the EU, above 18 and with a valid working permit, could rent a room and work here. However, rent in the red light district is not cheap at all. It is about 100 euros for a few hours. So very often ladies work in shifts, sharing the same window and cabinet. There are over 1,000 women working in De Vallen. Standard minimum fee is 50 euros for 15 minutes, and on a busy night a girl could make up to 1,500 euros. All girls working in the windows are self-employed, which means they themselves get to design the schedule and pricing and pay taxes. Prostitutes who work in the Netherlands are protected by the law and the union, so they have freedom to choose and can refuse any client they do not fancy. Moreover, in every room there is an emergency button which provides extra protection for women working in the sex industry. You are now going along the canal that is called Oudezades Voorbergval. It is located in the heart of Red Light District which hosts the most interesting, beautiful and rare churches. Do not be surprised, you are just about to learn about one of them, Our Lord in the Attic Chapel or Ons Liefer hier op Solde. As could be understood from the title, the church is situated in the attic of a quite typical Amsterdam Canal house. This will be on your right-hand side. The house is number 40. Please do not miss it. This is the second oldest museum in Amsterdam, after Rijksmuseum. This Catholic chapel was founded in the mid-17th century by wealthy merchant Jan Hartmann. In Protestant Amsterdam of those days, Catholics were forbidden to practice their services publicly, so Hartmann managed to create a secret chapel in the attic of his newly bought house, along with a storage and a shop on the ground floor. Then, Catholics living in this area started coming to the church, and it immediately became known and popular. As always, in the beginning it was a big secret, but later on the information got around. At the time, though, the years of revolution had passed and Amsterdam authorities were willing to overlook the Catholic chapel. Later on, the house was purchased by a priest, Ludovicus Reiniers, who improved the access to the chapel by building a better staircase. So, for about 200 years, our Lord in the Attic served as a parish church for all Catholics who lived in the centre of Amsterdam. The chapel takes up the whole upper floor consisting of long, narrow nave and seats for about 150 people. It is decorated in Dutch classicist style and hosts a fairly well-known painting by Jacob de Witt, The Baptism of Christ. The rest of the house is a museum showing the typical Golden Age 17th century Dutch house. The museum and the chapel are definitely worth visiting, but in case you decide not to, we provide you with some photos in our menu. Oud Kirk, the Old Church, is one of the oldest buildings in the city. The church was ordained in the beginning of the 14th century and initially it was just a wooden chapel. Over the course of centuries it underwent numerous changes in both exterior and interior and it slowly has become what it looks like now. Please feel free to watch the video to get yourself familiarised with the evolution of construction. Also take a moment in front of the church to take some photos, for instance, 
while we are telling you about Oudkirk. Then we're going to walk around it. The initial Catholic interior, which includes statues, painting and other lavish decorations, was severely damaged and nearly destroyed during iconoclasm, the period in the 16th century when Protestants were destroying Catholic churches. So nowadays it is a rather modest Protestant church. Many notable citizens of Amsterdam were buried in this church, around 10,000 people under 2,500 tombstones. Among them is Saskia van Aulenburg, wife of the famous Dutch painter Rembrandt van Rijn. Every year on March the 9th, a so-called sun breakfast takes place at Oudkerk. That is when, at around 9am, the sun illuminates the grave of Saskia. Nowadays, the old church hosts various social events, such as concerts, exhibits and so on. At the corner of a narrow street right next to the old church, you can find the Prostitution Information Centre. The former worker of the red light district, Mariska Mayor, opened it about 20 years ago. The initial idea of opening such a centre was to provide women here with various and abundant information on the subject of prostitution, which includes working conditions, pricing, how to behave, what to do, legal aspects, and so on. However, over the years, the centre has become much more than that. Now Mariska gives weekly tours around the red light district. She also opened a small museum, which shows a historical brothel room. Moreover, she manages the workshops creating the behind-the-window experience. Mariska could teach you how to sit and how to behave in order to get clients' attention. It is a lot of fun and provides one with real experience of sitting behind the window, which is truly unique. You can see the photos of the small museum and Mariska herself in our menu. Here you can see a statue of a working girl standing in the window. This small monument was placed here by Mariska Mayor, the founder of the prostitution centre that we just passed, in 2007 in honour of the women working in the sex industry in Amsterdam and all over the world. Interestingly enough, the statue was made after Mariska herself, who was posing for the sculptor. Mariska hopes that this statue will be standing here forever. Continue your way around the church. On your way, try not to miss a small bronze relief embedded in the pavement nearby the church wall. It depicts a hand caressing a breast and evidently stands for the women working in the red light district. It is quite peculiar that no one knows who the sculptor is, since the relief was once just left here at night. Once a year the sculptor takes it back for maintenance and cleaning, and then places it right back. Over the course of the last 15 years, the same unknown artist has left a certain number of works around the city of Amsterdam. This relief is one of the landmarks that define Red Light District. The relief is located right next to the entrance of Oudkirk. Keep on walking around the church until you reach the canal in front of you. Then, please turn right onto the canal and continue the tour. Now to your right, you will see two very narrow streets, Trompetersstei and Dolbegeinenstei. The first one is the narrowest street in Amsterdam. It is so narrow you might easily mistake it for a bar entrance. However, this is where the most fine and beautiful Amsterdam ladies are hiding. 
The intimate atmosphere of the place allows ladies to negotiate easier with potential clients, avoiding touristy crowd of the main arteries. It is also a matter of status to be working here. So, since the rooms here are very difficult to find, some girls work rotating, which means that they would take up any opening that comes along in case of someone's sickness or any other matter. So, from day to day, they might be working in different rooms. Mostly white women work here. If you're taking this tour during the day, then most of the windows will be closed in these two streets. Anyways, if you would like, you could always take a short detour to have a look yourself. Just please make sure to come back to the same spot. The tour will continue on from here down the canal. They say prostitution is one of the oldest professions in the world. Here in Amsterdam it also goes back for centuries. All in all, prostitution development in the Netherlands was quite similar to its development in other European countries, yet the outcome is dramatically different. During the Middle Ages, the attitude towards prostitution was dual. On the one hand, it was considered necessary in order to protect chaste women of the community. On the other hand, it was referred to as a completely dishonest profession for women with no honour. In the 16th century, views on prostitution became much more strict, because of the Protestant influence. Later on, however, the moralities had loosened up and despite the official prohibitions, prostitution was prospering in Amsterdam. Initially, brothels were very common, but they soon developed into gambling houses and musicos. These offered more luxurious and exuberant establishments where clients could amuse themselves talking and dancing with the ladies. The beginning of the 19th century brought more stringent public morals and Napoleon. Napoleon implemented prostitution regulation system in France and also in the occupied countries. So here in the Netherlands, prostitutes had to be registered by the police and had weekly health checks. However, once Napoleon was gone, so were these regulations. After that, throughout the 19th century, prostitution was seen as slavery exploitation of women and undermining female rights. Various societies believed that ladies are to be saved from prostituting themselves. Some women working in this industry did not want to be saved, though. This discussion had been going on from time to time, and by the 20th century prostitution regulation practically disappeared. Over the course of the last century, prostitution was becoming more and more official, and in the year 2000 a ban for brothels was revoked and prostitution became officially completely legal. When you are standing at the bridge looking around, we will give you an insight into contemporary issues that are important for Red Light District. The relatively recent legalisation of prostitution eliminated some problems, but at the same time created new ones. It led to a dramatic increase in human trafficking, pimping, violence, drug abuse and money laundry in this sector. Therefore, in 2006 to 2007, the city initiative was to close about half of all the windows in the area. Job Cohen, then mayor of Amsterdam, explained that even though he was very much for red light district, it is too difficult to control, so it has to be reduced. Government then brought about 20 buildings in the area in order to create a different establishment, such as new cafes and bars, designer shops and upscale living premises. 
Such actions on the authorities' part were taken really badly by the community. It resulted in numerous demonstrations proclaiming the integrity of Red Light District. Prostitutes themselves are also very much concerned, for they would have to leave Red Light District and go and work in the streets. This would be much less safe and more difficult to control and cause the problems government tried to avoid. In the end, the amount of windows was reduced, but not as much as was initially planned. So now tourists and locals can still enjoy Red Light District in its entirety. Now, Vals Church is open to the public, holds regular Sunday services and also hosts various concerts. In our menu you can find some photos of the interior of the church. Take a moment in front of the church to listen to its history. Valskirk, or Vallon Church, is an old French Catholic church that was ordained here in Amsterdam in the beginning of the 15th century. Later on, during the Reformation period, it was turned into a Protestant one. It continued to be a rather small parish church until the end of the 17th century, when the large amounts of French Protestants, Huguenots, got expelled from France and took their refuge in Amsterdam. They lived nearby in an area now called Jordan, from Jardin, garden, in French. So Valskerk grew and flourished upon their arrival. There is a peculiar and rather dramatic story that took place in this church. In 1775, a French baker's servant nearly shot a minister. The servant was in love with the daughter of a local wealthy merchant who was strongly advised against this wedding by the minister. So the guy, outraged as he was, burst into the church during the mass and fired a bullet at the minister. The latter did not get killed, but he fell on the ground and was severely injured. After his recovery, he made sure to get the unfortunate lover imprisoned. Another important historical fact about this Valskirk is that Vincent van Gogh himself attended the services in this church in 1870. While you are walking along the canal, we would like to give you some more insight into the life of Red Light District. The city, as vibrant and lively as Amsterdam, is never static. It keeps changing, and Red Light District being a part of it is also changing. A few years ago, a then mayor of Amsterdam, Job Cohen, suggested that this area should host fashion designers as well as prostitutes. Therefore, some windows were closed and given to young, adventurous and fashion-forward designers. As you walk along Odezade's Atterburgval, you will see small fashion shops right next to the windows with girls. Designers are positive that such close vicinity benefits both parties and adds to the image of the city as a whole. Moreover, historically this area was also inhabited by weavers and tailors, so this close neighbouring would not be foreign. Amsterdam indeed is the city with an edge where new-style fashions adjoins the old-style prostitution windows as mannequins stand side by side with the girls. Please continue your walk along the canal. On the left-hand side of the canal you can see one of Amsterdam's sex theatres and indisputably the most famous one, Casa Rosso. You could also cross the bridge and come closer to the programme of the night and the posters. Watch out for little pink elephants on the sides on the canopy. They might pee on you. Sex theatre does not provide the guests with prostitution services, 
Instead, there are actors performing on stage. Basically, acting comes down to people having sex on stage. Guests are always asked to participate to the extent that they are comfortable with. Sex theatres and prostitutes supplement each other very well. Those who do not dare to visit the ladies go to the theatre, and those who get excited at the theatre go to the ladies. There is a special area of red light district. Streets to your right are called Bloodstrat and Monikenstrat, the blood of Christ Street and Monks Street. In medieval times, most of Amsterdam monasteries, that was over 30, were located in what's now Red Light District. So the names of the streets preserved from the old times, even though the surroundings have changed. Please turn right onto either of these two streets. One of the small streets that is parallel to the canal, a couple of years ago, was referred to as Blue Jeans Alley. The story behind it is rather curious. So once there was a girl working here who, tired of the standard bikini, or lingerie, decided to go for blue jean shorts. The girl had become very popular, and in no time half the ladies on these streets were wearing the same kind of outfit. Here is a little bit of successful marketing in the world of prostitution. You could always have a look into this small alley. In these streets a lot of Asian girls work, but also the corner of Auderzeid's Atterburgwall and Bloodstrat is considered transsexual corner. We're now going to finish our tour at yet another square in Amsterdam, Newmarkt, the New Market. This square is not in De Wallen, but in Chinatown, so you can see a lot of oriental restaurants in here. At the very end of our tour, we offer you to watch a short trailer of a documentary about two most famous prostitutes of Red Light District, 70-year-old twin sisters called Louise and Martine Fockens. They tell their life stories and also comment on the current situation in Red Light District. They're truly honest and humorous ladies. We hope you will enjoy this video. Now you have visited De Vallen and seen what it has to offer. De Vallen does not restrain itself to being just the prostitution centre, but it surely is the most vivid and attractive place for visitors.